Well, good evening, everybody. It's um, my pleasure to be up here again. Um, as I was going over what scripture passage I was thinking, and I remember that I did Thanksgiving Day service last year, so I knew I couldn't just repeat that one. So, <laughs> so as I looked through, I found this one in Ephesians. But I want to start by asking you this question. Who has started celebrating Christmas? We have a few friends of ours who, they put lights on their house, but they said they're not going to turn them on until after Thanksgiving. But, you know, so many times we do run into that where we're, we're fast to skip over this holiday and start trying to get right to Christmas. I know Christmas is a special time, but it's a wonderful time for celebration. But I want to make sure we give this time of Thanksgiving the attention it needs and deserves. I also, after doing the reading and prep for tonight's sermon, have come to realize that we need to apply the meaning of Thanksgiving all year round. Not just at this time, but we need to make sure we're given thanks all year round. It wasn't just a celebration of the feast between the early pilgrims and the indigenous people all those years ago. It's a feeling or a way of thinking that we can live all year round. As we prep for this Thanksgiving week, I was looking at the different passages and was led to Ephesians. For tonight's message, I'm wanting to talk about giving thanks. We are entering this week and preparing for the Advent season. So when we think about what we are thankful for, what things come to mind? There's always the normal, we're thankful for our family. We're thankful for our friends. And then there's always our health. But let me ask you this. How often do you give thanks for your faith? That is what our faith, or thanks for our faith is what we need to thank Jesus and all he did for us. As I studied for tonight's sermon, I will admit that I am not one that gives thanks enough for my faith. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, I hope to work better and to put this into practice for what I am preaching. Let's read Ephesians 5, 1 through 20. Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because there are improper, they are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as a man is an, such a man is an idolater, excuse me, idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of such thing, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. 
have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. Be understood what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, what does our passage teach us? First, I was thinking of the Apostle Paul as he wrote this. It is noted that he was jailed in Rome during this time, as he wrote this letter not only to the city of Ephesus, but, which is now Turkey, but to the Colossians as well. So imagine he's sitting there in a prison cell and still writing to give thanks. Our passage starts out by telling us to follow God's example. This is done by doing what is mentioned in the verse right before where we started. Forgiveness. We are told to forgive others just as God has forgiven us. Then we are to walk in the way of love just as God loved us. We are to show the love of Jesus. The next verses go on to show how and how not to live. Not to be immoral, greedy, or obscene, but to live with thanksgiving in your heart. Be grateful for all that God has done and given to each of us. From there we are told once we were in darkness, but now live in the light of the Lord. Not only do we want to be in the light, but we can show that light to others. We can show the love of Jesus to help bring them to his kingdom and to bringing light into this dark world. Now, not to get away from our text, but it, this part of the verse helped me remember this time. I was a teenager still living back home in Alaska. I'm guessing I was about 18. My family had already moved down here, so it was my first holidays alone. It was me and my roommate, and for Thanksgiving dinner, we were looking at having dinner by way of Swanson, if you know what I mean. It was a rather low time because I remember as a kid, we had huge holiday dinners, both for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We had family and friends. My dad worked for the airline, so we would have the flight crews up that were overnighting there. They were away from their home for the holidays, so he always opened up our home. It was just before we were to sit down to eat that we received a phone call from a friend. They had heard that we weren't going to be doing anything, so they invited us over to have Thanksgiving with his family. It brought light back to my world. Now, to get back to our verses, we must wake up, rise from the dead, so Christ can shine upon us. The choice to live as the wise and not be one of the foolish. Not only do the foolish make bad choices, but they miss the opportunity to live for God. 
And to do this in his world we live in, both then and the same goes for today, we are to be filled with the Spirit. To join in songs and give thanks for everything the Father has done for us. Let us all remember John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Looking at other passages that give thanks, the Psalms was a wonderful place for this. We see this in many of them. Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Psalm 106 and 107. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 18 starts and ends with that same phrase. Let those who fear the Lord say his love endures forever is in the middle. Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of God. His love endures forever. And give thanks to the Lord of Lord. His love lives forever, endures forever. And give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Now as we look at all of this, we start to think of how we can put this teaching into practice in our daily lives. How can we improve on giving thanks for the many blessings the Lord has bestowed upon us? I want to first start with a statement that this process... the the reading and prep that I go through for the sermons that I've done has helped me tremendously through my spiritual faith. But it has taught me one thing. Many of you have heard the saying, practice what you preach. I try. It doesn't always go well, but I know what I should be doing. This is there reminding me. I saw a meme on the internet a while, some time back. And I wish I would have saved it or wrote it down, but it basically said this. Be thankful for doing laundry. It means you have clothes to wear. Be thankful for doing dishes. It means you have food to eat. Be thankful for cleaning the house. It means you have a place to live. There were several others, but again, I can't remember them and I didn't write it down, but it was all the same. It was those mundane chores that we have every day. And it's just telling us, be thankful for that, because we may not have them. All these things are struggles that we go through daily, but we need, to, we need that reminder to be thankful for what the Lord has provided. It's also important to be thankful during tough times in life. We know there are going to be trials and tribulations. We know that God is with us. He is there when we go through our struggles. When it, comes through, when it comes to health or sickness, God is always faithful. In life and in death, he is there, walking in times of trouble with us. And we share our joys when others, as he is there as well. I'm going through this right now with both of my parents. But the Lord's helping me. It reminds us to be important or to remember what is important and to be thankful, not frustrated or those other negative feelings that come over. 
It's not easy. And you can ask my family. I've been throwing Tupperware. But we go through it. When we serve communion here, we often hear this text from Luke twenty-two nineteen, And Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. Gave it to them, saying, this is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now let's think about that for a moment. Jesus, knowing what was going to happen to him, gave thanks. In the original Greek language, the word is called Eucharist. Eucharist is giving thanks for grace. But in the breaking and giving of bread, and in the washing of feet, Jesus makes it clear the Eucharist is more. It's giving grace away. 1 Thessalonians five sixteen and 17. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, the true foundation of our faith, and we need to remember, is the importance of our gratitude giving thanks for the grace that has been bestowed upon us and for knowing that it was freely given for all who believe. All we must do is believe. We, in turn, are to live our lives as an example to others. As we also read in the Heidelberg Catechism, it states that so that by our godly living, our neighbors may be won over to Christ. I am very thankful to Pastor Vance, Pastor Roger and Pastor Pete for the work they have done in me to be up here. In closing, there are three things that I pray we can be thankful for that I found in a reading. The first is this, God is always good. The second is that we are always loved. And the third is his call to gratitude is the call to untapped joy and celebration. As we prepare to enter this season of Advent and this week of Thanksgiving, let us remember that we need to have a gracious spirit and show gratitude for the love that God has given through giving us Jesus, his Son, living with the Holy Spirit in all of us to show the love that is the light of this world. God deserves these things, not just now during the holiday season, but every day as we live our life giving thanks, in good times and in bad, whether we feel blessings or feel like, why me, Lord? It is right for us to give thanks. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful for all that you do do for us, and you give us, from grace to the love of Jesus to all of the blessings that you bestow upon us. Help us to learn to live a life of gratitude, to be thankful for all that you give us and all you put us through, knowing that these are all life lessons that we need to have anyways. We honor you through our season of Thanksgiving and through this season of Advent and Christmas by just showing the light that is you to the world that we can. In your name we pray. Amen. Let us now stand and we will sing.